Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Jesus, let the blood of Jesus minister your feet against every sickness in my life. I minister death unto the enemy of good health in my life. By the blood of Jesus, I decree and declare good health. I bind the stand power of any sickness that the blood of Jesus that tries to stay in my body. I cast you out right now in the name of Jesus. I hold the blood of Jesus against you. You spirit of poverty, you spirit of infirmity, right now in the name of Jesus. I cast you out uh, in every spirit that's not of God in my bloodline. Uh, right now you have to flee. Uh, I hold the blood of Jesus against you. Uh, I hold the blood of Jesus against you. Uh, against every spirit of stagnation in my life. Uh, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Uh, every spirit of fear. Every spirit of procrastination. Uh, every spirit of delay in the name of Jesus. Uh, I hold the blood of Jesus uh, against the lack of good health. Uh, Right now, I hold the blood of Jesus against every delay and denied promotion. I hold the blood of Jesus against every dead account. Right now, I hold the blood of Jesus against every evil diversion in the name of Jesus. And right now, as we travel through day 12, in all authority, I'm praying for a refuge and guidance to our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, Father, let me walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit and purify my heart for sincere affection of the brethren to love them firmly from a pure heart. Father, I brace up my mind to be sober, self-respect, and morally alert to set my hope holy, unchangeable in your grace. In the name name of Jesus. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I, I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I, I pour out my complaint before you. I, I declare and decree my trouble before you. I, when my spirit was overwhelmed and weak within me, I, when I was wrapped up in darkness, I, you got me through your path. I, through that marvelous light I redeemed. I, right now in the name of Jesus, I, in the way where I walked, I, they have hidden a trap for me. I, look to the right I, and see, for there is no one who has regard for me uh, right now in the name of Jesus uh, escape has failed me uh, I have nowhere to run uh, no one cares about my life uh, I cry out to you oh Lord uh, I said you are my refuge my portion in the land of the living uh, give attention to my cry uh, for I am brought very low uh, rescue me from my prosecutors uh, for they are stronger than I oh Lord uh, have mercy on me heavenly father bring my soul uh, out of prison uh, so that I I may give thanks and praise unto your name. Uh, the righteous will surround me, uh, for you will look after me in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we pray against forces of delay and distraction, uh, give us a keen discerning spirit uh, to not to take for granted the precious seconds and minutes and hours of our day, uh, as well as the agenda of other people's time. Uh, 
give us the ability to finally discern what is the most important and be guarding against the enemy's strategies and plans, device and traps, tactics and brosakasha. Make your will be abundantly in our life clear and noticeable to us every day, oh God. Hear our prayer, oh Lord. Listen to my supplication. Answer me now in the name of Jesus. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight, no man living is righteous or justified. For the enemy has prosecuted me. He has crushed my life down to the ground. He has made me dwell in the dark places like those who have been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed and weak within. Wrapped in darkness, my heart grows numb within me. Right now, in the name of Jesus, remember the old days of my life, oh God. Thank you for the new days, oh God. Thank you for your love, kindness in the morning. For I trust in you. Teach me your way in which I shall walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. Teach me to do your will so that you may be pleased with me. You are my God. Let your good spirit lead me. Right now, save me, O Lord. Your name's sake. In your righteousness, bring my life out of trouble. In your love, kindness, silence, and destroy my enemies. Destroy all those who afflict me. For I am your servant, and I owe my entire life being to you, Christ Jesus. Help me die out to my own will so I would know the plans you have for me. In the mighty name of Jesus, right now I declare Psalms 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, the name of Jesus. I decree and declare Psalms 115 and 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more in your children. And Psalms 145 and 16, that open thy hand and steadfast and desire to every living thing in Jesus Christ. Right now, the name of Jesus. My prayer for boldness of a witness as we travel in day 13. Prayer for boldness of witness in the name of Jesus. I raise my voice of severe Lord who has complete power and authority in earth and heaven. It is you who have made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. Who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of the Father David your servant saying, Why did the nations, meaning the Gentiles, become arrogant and rage and the people devise brutal things against me the Lord, the kings of the earth took their stand, attacked them by force, and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord, against his anointed one, the Christ the Messiah, the kings of kings and the lords of lords. For in this city there was a gathering together against the holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand had your purpose to predestine before the creations of this world to occur. And now, Lord, observe their seats against me, your servant, O God, and grant that your bond servant may be declared your message. Great confidence. May you extend your hand to me. Right now, in the name of Jesus, your signs, miracles, and wonders shall take place in my life. Right now, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, Lord, let me hear your voice with a shaking. Right now, feel me, O God. Let the Holy Spirit, O God, continue to feel me. Allow the word of God uh, to come through my mouth with boldness and courage uh, for your glory. Uh, in the 
mighty name of Jesus, I place upon me the full armor, and I decree and declare the weapons of my warfare are not corner, but mighty through God. In Jesus' name, I pull down every stronghold, cast down every vain imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself according against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that in the battle, no weapons, be it emotionally, financially, physically, socially, interpersonal, organizational, psychological, spiritual, form against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rise up against me shall be condemned. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I stay connected to the power source, which is my Lord Jesus Christ, through the power he has given unto me, and the boldness and confidence. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I take control of the atmospheres, the regions and realms, the stratospheres and the fears, the systems and the hemispheres, lined up with the word of God, and the purpose regarding my life in the name of Jesus. I ask you to contend with those that contend with me. Fight those that fight against me. My spiritual growth, ministry, business, and finances and health. And family, Lord God, be my shield and my buckler. Fight this battle for me. Let terror strike the hearts of my enemy. Cause their hearts to fail when they look for my boldness and confidence in you. To fail me to fulfill my God-given mandate, divine assignment for you, Lord God. Father God, let your will be done. Allow the same bonus you gave Apostle Paul and Joshua to be my portion. Because Lord Jesus, only you can give stability and equip me with the salvation with your right hand. In every battle, I will give you thanks with all my heart. I send praises unto your name. I bow down and I worship you. I give you the glory. I give you the praise. I lift up your name. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, revive me right now in the name of Jesus, oh God. Do not let me, God, be weaker, but God, strengthen me right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, by your right hand, you will save me. Lord, you will accomplish that which you concern me right now with your love, kindness, unwavering, but it just continue to abide more in my life. But, oh Lord, endures forever in the name of Jesus. So right now, God, as I pray for accountability in Christ Jesus, and day four in the name of Jesus, according to your word in Ephesians 1 and 1 through 24, blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself as his own before the foundations of this world, so that we would be holy, consecrated, set apart for him for own purpose driven anointing and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined and lovely plan for us to be adopted to him as his own children through Christ Jesus in accordance with the kind intentions and good pleasures and his will to praise of his glorious grace forever which is he so freely bestowed on us and the beloved in the name of Jesus as I walk and operate in the fivefold ministry he as a Apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, back all by grace. I pray and I stay in unity in the ministry and flow corporately in the body of Christ. Oh God, prepare me also for a crisis, change within, outside the body of Christ. 
globally, uh, in the marketplace, oh God. In him, we have redemption. Uh, right now, the name of Jesus. Uh, right now, I claim it by fire. I claim my salvation. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I praise your holy name. Uh, your glory name uh, is always glorious to us. In him and through you, uh, that it is the truth. Uh, good news, uh, your salvation. Uh, I will continue to believe in you. Uh, right now, you have snapped me with your seal of a promise. Uh, right now, you have allowed the Holy Spirit to be my portion. Uh, right now, I am on, on protected by you. Uh, the Spirit is the Spirit of God is of an inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession uh, to the praise of His glory. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, let us put on our Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Right now, God, Lord, uh, make our character help us walk worthy. Uh, right now, I am not a picture of what the national acknowledge what the national economy is saying that I am. But right now, I am walking as kings and priests, as sons of God. Right now, I am fashioned after the likeness of my God. In heaven, the blood of Jesus regenerates me. I am wrestling from the power of death and hell. Right now, the name of Jesus, I've been prepared for my destiny. God, show me how to wait upon you. Reveal to me my divine time. Oh, Lord, help me to walk circumspectly uh, so that I may redeem the time. Uh, right now the name of Jesus. Uh, I am a believer in the word of truth. Uh, I am born again. Uh, I'm heavenly bound. My citizenship is in heaven. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Uh, I'm a priest and a king ordained by Christ to rule here on earth. Uh, I am I am the fear and the dread of God against the kingdom of darkness. I, I am a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God. I, I'm built up together I, in the dwelling place I, as a son of God in the holy habitation I, of God. I, the word of God says I am a royal priesthood I, and operate in the kingly anointing. I, I am a holy nation. I am a chosen generation and a peculiar person I, to the east, the west, the north, and the south and other international global nations. I, I am a special in the sight of God. The Bible says, because I believe and receive Christ Jesus, power has been given unto me as a son of God, and I am a power to trample upon serpents and young lions and cobras and scorpions, and all the powers of the enemy through Christ Jesus. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I am a power to use the name of Jesus to cast out every demon and heal the sick, to raise the dead, empowered to bind to loose to decree things and the Bible says uh, wherever my voice is heard uh, no one can ask me why uh, I do things for my voice is the voice of the king that is full of authority uh, I'm commanded and empowered by my God uh, to subdue and exercise dominion uh, for I am made a little lower than the angels and God's crowned me with glory uh, and honor has he made me to have dominion over the works of his hands uh, Christ has destroyed the devil that is uh, the devil that was against my authority uh, as God's representative on earth and once again uh, the keys of the kingdom of heaven uh, are given to me uh, and because I'm a member of the body of Christ which is the church uh, the gates of hell cannot prevail against me uh, I'm a branch of the vine and Jesus Christ is the true vine uh, because I abide in him uh, I am full of the fruit of the spirit uh, I am full of love and joy and peace uh, long suffering, kindness, goodness uh, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control 
hell. Lord God, let me prove my own work. Then shall I rejoice in the Christ Jesus alone. Now in another one. Lord, teach me how to bear my own burden. Release it unto you wholeheartedly. And Father God, do not let me abandon the works of my hands. For self-glory or pride. Vain glory of man alone. But unto you, my God, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's bear one another, y'all, in day 15. In the name of Jesus, because of the Christ of God and because of the grace of God is upon our life and the light of his glory. We are full of divine favor. We are partakers of heavenly special blessings. We are overcomers. The Bible says whoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith. In the name of Jesus, because of faith given unto me, uh, through the scriptures in the Lord Jesus Christ, my love continues to abide and more and more for God's for all God's people. I do not I do not cease to give thanks. Remember, my Lord has inclined his ears into my prayer unto him, which I always pray day and night. In the mighty name of Jesus, right now, O oh God, we ask you, O oh God, to look after your people. Right now, O oh God, raise them up, O oh God, those that are dead. Raise them up to life right now, O oh God. Let them know that they have been risen, O oh God, to sit at the right hand in heavenly places, because it's far above our rule and authority and power and dominion. Right now, we are up under Christ's feet. We are appointed by him. He's the head of all things. We are under him, but he has given us all power and authority to fulfill his will. The Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. If we know that he hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him uh, since we know that thy word is his will uh, we can be confident that he will answer yes uh, when we base our prayers on his word uh, the bible says that this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he will hear us uh, and if we know that he hear us whatever we ask we know that we will have the petitions that we desire of him uh, in first john 5 14 and 15 uh, oh lord uh, as i have seeked your faith to learn how to be more accountable huh? in my office of calling huh? and continue to teach me your ways. Huh? Oh, you have gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers huh? for the perfecting of the saints, huh? for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of Son God, unto the perfect man, huh? and to the measures of statue of the fullness of Christ, huh? from whom the whole body fit jointly together. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Lord, cause me not to think of myself to be something uh, when I'm nothing, only what you created me to be. Uh, so I want to see myself. I decree and declare these scriptures over my life. Uh, I bear one another in love. Uh, patience along with Romans 14 and 12. Uh, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, help me to confess my faults to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed. Uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a right this man of Bella Munch, James 5 and 16, but First Thessalonians 5 and 11 reminds me, wherefore comfort yourselves together, edify one another, even as also you do. Find 
Father God, help me to be a help to my brother and obey your word as it tells me in Luke 17 and 3 to take heed to yourself. If they brother transgression against thee, rebuke him and if he repent, forgive him. Lord Jesus, let my heart be not hard nor stony nor bitter, but full of God's unspeakable love and joy, springing forth to help me to sharpen the iron. So I am sharpened for the continents of who you put in my life to help, oh God. Let me be a helper and a counsel to your people. God, forgive me for any speech that wasn't pleasing to you. Help me to know your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and move into day 16. Prayer for obtaining God, divine love, and security. In the name of Jesus, I will be grateful unto you because of your love kindness you showed me in early mornings. Father God, your love gives me security, makes me feel safe in my most difficult season. I will give thanks unto you, Lord, because you are good. Your, your, your love endures forever. Lord Jesus, your love comforts me, even when you're chastising me to make me more than I should be because of the test of life. I will praise you continually. Praises will continue to come out of my mouth. Oh, Lord God, my soul shall make me boast in you, Lord. Humble me, oh God. Let me be glad in you. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from my fears as I continue to look unto you and light my eyes and illuminate my mind so I would never leave you, Lord God, so that you would never be ashamed of me. Lord God, save me out of all my trouble and kept the angels of the Lord around about me so that I could continue to love you. Deliver me daily as I confess my sins unto you, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, I have tasted and see that my Lord God is good and I will be blessed because your word declares me to trust and to fear the Lord in the name of Jesus. I shall seek the Lord at all times. I should not be I should not be forsaken any good thing. Lord God, I come unto you as you as you as a son of God. Right now, God, I decree and declare that we shall depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The Lord, the eyes of the Lord is upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord redeemeth the soul of the servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolated. Let's go into a prayer for breaking bondage in the mind. Day, day 17. In the mighty name of Jesus, give us the spirit of patience to wait on you, Lord. I'm convinced that in due time you will renew my strength. I will mount out with the wings like eagles. I will run and not be weary. I will walk and not get tired. I trust and believe that you, O oh Lord, will strengthen and make me to know you will you shall help me to be ye transformed by the renewing of my mind. You will supply all of my needs with your righteous right hand, O oh God. The blessings of the Lord make me rich. And he added no sorrow with thee. That humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Keep therefore the words of his servant. I shall do them that I may prosper in all that I do. Father, I pray that these lost souls will find the light of your son, Jesus Christ. Their, their own snares and traps have been set against them in Jesus' name. I come against evils. I come against every evil spirit right now. Every spirit of murder and violence, every jealous spirit, every every spirit 
a connecting spirit that, that even taps into unforgiveness. I come against you right now. I come against every suicide spirit. I come against every spirit of revenge. I come against every cruelty spirit. I come against every hateful spirit, every angry spirit, every greed spirit, every bitterness spirit, every unforgiveness spirit, every amnesty animosity spirit, every self-centeredness, every vain glory spirit. I come against right now every spirit that has no love. I come against pride. I come against the spirit of perversion. I come against the spirit of holy grudges. I come against the spirit of torture and envy. I come against the spirit of hostility. I declare that the Lord of peace will love kindness towards Israel and do Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principal leaders are created.
Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked Working Professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, deliver us. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, come on. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. And we give you glory. We give you glory. Come on, We're praying, we're praying, Thank you, God. 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 Th
we thank you, Jesus. The pit is dead for the wicked and Hey, hey. Shut up, 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 your compassion and love kindness, oh God. Uh, hey. Hold me up. When my ancient thoughts are coming together with me, and throw the death be the with me, one which frames and devises Hallelujah, we gave you thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord. Come on, we thank him. Come on. Oh. Hey. Hallelujah. Come on. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you, Lord. He knows your name. Oh, yes, he does. I'm talking about Jesus, y'all. It's good when you know that Jesus knows your name. Hallelujah. We're grateful that he knows our name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God that he knows our name. Amen. Oh, how he walks with us. Glory. Oh, we give him the praise. We praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, how we tell you. Come on, come on, just a little while longer, y'all. Jesus. You know, are you grateful that Jesus knows your name? I didn't say, are you grateful that I know your name? But are you grateful that Jesus knows your name? Hallelujah. We are glory. We, we, we give God the glory. We thank God that he knows our name. Amen. It's nothing like Jesus knowing our name. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, how we walk.
Hallelujah. We just thank God how he talks with us. Hey. Hey. Woo. 
and victory time. Yes. Hey, no giant can defeat me. Hey, you hold my hand. You are you grateful that Jesus is walking with you? a perfectly good grocery haul like surprise fees. That's why Kroger has free pickup so you can get what you need and none of the extra charges you don't. Simply head to the Kroger app and start your cart and enjoy the perks of picking up groceries and household items without hidden fees. Now, the only surprise will just be how amazing that new flavor of ice cream tastes. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you. Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org. Come on, how he walks with you and me. Are you grateful on this morning how he's walking with you? Hey, how he talk with you? See, if you got relationships, you'll understand what I'm talking about right now. But those that may not have relationship right now, because it's not over, you can always have relationship with Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on. We thank God, hallelujah, because he knows our name. We give God the glory. Amen. We give God the honor. We thank God for your life. We thank God for you being here on this morning with us as we go into our Sunday school teaching on this morning. Uh, may God bless everybody. And we just thank you for being with us one more time. Thank God that we're here in the land and living. We're here at location 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. We are open. You can come out and fellowship with us this morning. Um, amen. We're starting our Sunday school, and then we have our morning service, and then we have our evening service at 6 p.m. on this evening. Amen. So we'll be here pretty much all day for those that want to come out. 
and just um, see the man of God as well. Amen. Because we're just still praying for the Azamore family and the loss of um, Pastor Joe's father, Joseph Azamore. Amen. We continue to lift the family up in prayer. Um, Reverend Esther Azamore. Amen. And family and all siblings and all those that knew him as we continue to mourn for our father we know that god has taken care of him amen but at the same time as we still go into the transitioning we just thank god that we are able to still be here to also um give the word of god amen through our law so we just ask you to continue to pray for our very own apostle joe l as amen those that know him and again we'll be here amen we're here this morning and we'll be here for our evening service but we'll be here throughout the day so please stop by and come and just um show your support to apostle joe l as here um hallelujah at the church amen again the address is 1115 hicks boulevard suite 5 and that is Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. All is welcome to come and show your support today. Amen. As we be here today. Amen. Throughout the day. Amen. So God bless you. Um, I'm Lady Apostle. And we're going to go ahead and get started um, with our uh, morning um, Bible study. We've been talking about um, the significance of the spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit. And we're continuing um, on last week. We talked mainly um, about the um, ministry gifts, which represents the fivefold ministry. Amen. And we talked about the apostle. We talked about the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist, and the teacher, and how those gifts work effectively for the body to hold together as one. Amen. And so we're going to break down. Amen those delegations as well as going back to the uh, manifestational, uh, motivational, and the uh, uh, minister gifts. I said we would break down all of the gifts one by one. We have already broken down this, um, the gift of wisdom when we first started because I wanted to make sure that the gift of wisdom along with the spirit of wisdom which represents the se the sevenfold of the spirit of spirits of god um that we have that so as we begin to study and have an understanding on the significance of understanding spiritual gifts given by the holy spirit that 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 gift will be released so that you have an understanding in God, the Spirit of God will give you wisdom and hearing the Spirit of God as he's using me to teach the giftings and how we can incorporate them into the body of Christ and use them effectively for the ministry. Amen. And we talked about what are we to do with the gifts. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, decrease me that you may increase. And we thank you on this morning for what you're about to speak through your servant. And we just thank you that we will have an understanding on how to utilize the gifts that has been given unto the body of Christ. And Lord God, we just thank you for giving us another chance on today. God, allow the Spirit of God to move. Let truth go forth. Let people have an understanding. Open up their minds. Illuminate their minds. Enlighten their eyes so that they can hear the Spirit of the living God. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. So again, what are we to do with the gifts God have given us? When we read in Romans 12, 6-11, it says, having gifts that 
They're different according to the grace given unto us. Let us use them. And then tell us to allow us to get them and then to store them and hide them. And only use them for our good or when we feel like it. But it says having gifts that different according to the grace given to us. Because remember, the gifts are given to us only by grace. Only by grace alone that God trusts us enough with the gifts in order for us to do the work of the ministry. It says let us use them. Now, come on now. It's something so significant right Right there just in that passage of scripture because it says let us now I didn't say let you didn't say let me but it said let us meaning that we have to use these gifts collectively together as one meaning that us them we Amen. Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhort in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy and cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another, brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not be slowful in zeal, fervently in spirit, or serve the Lord. Now it says, outdo one another in showing honor. It didn't say outdo one another in competition. It didn't say outdo another one in having such a territorial spirit. It didn't say that. It says, it says, outdo one another what? In showing honor. Meaning that we should honor one's gift. Honor one another's gift. We should honor one another and love on one another as God used us to um, use the gifts that's given to the body so that we can be effective um, in the body of Christ. Amen. And then it says, we are given these gifts from God. See, these gifts is given from God. That I can't give you the gifts. Pat, Apostle Joe can't give you the gifts. No other man or woman of God can give you the gifts. What we can do is we can pray and we can ask God, the Holy Spirit, to activate the gifts in you because the gifts are already what? Given unto you. They're already inside of you. But sometimes we need that activation. We need that word of exaltation. We need a word of encouragement. We need something to push us into our purpose and destiny. So all we can do is just pray and by faith believe that the gifts that's already in you begin to what come up be cultivated so that you can move forth in doing the call that God have called you into so we're giving gifts from God to equip us to serve for his purpose for his glory in Christ Jesus and it is good stewardship that we use our spiritual gifts so that it will be honoring to God Amen. It is dishonoring of the one who give us the gift and we not use them. Now that's when we are dishonoring God because he has given us gifts to use them for the body of Christ. But some of us have buried them. Some of us have said, you know what? I'd rather work, make money. And that's all I want to do is just make money. It's nothing wrong with having money, but don't let money rule you. Don't let money take you away from the gifts that God has given unto you and the things that you're supposed to do. Because when you do that, at the end of the day, what happens is... You're moving out of the will of God because now you're no longer fulfilling his purpose. And he didn't give you the money for you just to have such a glorious life to where, you know, you're not going to do nothing for him. But he have given you the money in order for you to fulfill the work of the ministry, for you to do his will, for you to have a, 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 a spirit 
of giving, a spirit of mercy, a spirit of compassion to help one another to do what's needed in the body of Christ. So therefore, as we continue to utilize the gifts that is given unto us, then we're able to fulfill the purposes of God. So when we're not using the gifts and we're putting everything into money and ourselves and in our own will and our own power, we are dishonoring God. Amen? Who is the giver of gifts? You're not dishonoring me. See, a lot of times we stop using our gifts because we're offended. Maybe the man or woman of God have corrected you or you just offended because you just don't want to do right. You know, sometimes people use offense just to benefit them because they don't want to be faithful to God. Like I had somebody say, you know, I'm not ready yet. I just want to wait till I'm able to get more money and do this and then I know I can serve God. No, it don't work that way. First of all, God gave you the ability to get money. You had no way of getting money. You had no source of income. You had it nothing. But when you started serving God and doing the work of the ministry in the beginning, he began to bless you. But he knew that you probably will walk away. But at the end of the day, God is not waiting on you. Amen. At the end of the day, you need to still be faithful for in, in God. Don't don't just take the things that he's giving you and then try to use God. You can't use God because God already know your tomorrow. He already know what you're going to do. Even though sometimes we say, oh, when God bless us, we're going to do A, B, C, and D. Matter of fact, we even going to do Z. Hallelujah. But God already knows your heart. He already knows what you're capable of doing and what you're not going to do. So don't dishonor God more and more by not utilizing the gifts, but only trying to fulfill your own motive, your own desire, your own will. It doesn't work that way because God has given us gifts for us to serve and do his work according to the plan that he has given unto us. Amen. See, the spiritual gifts is also an evidence of a greater spiritual, hallelujah, maturity because spiritual gifts are given to us everyone. And you don't have to go to school and you don't have to have this degree to have spiritual gifts. No. Spiritual gifts is in quarter, it's inside of all of us. But it's up to us to allow the gifts to be cultivated. It's up to us for to, to allow the gifts to come forth. Amen. God is just not going to give you a gift because your grandfather started the church and your uncle followed behind him and your grandmother followed behind them and now you're one of the seeds out of the generation and the gifts has to be over to you. It doesn't work that way. Even though the mantle have dropped on you because you had ancestors in your family that served but gifts is given to somebody who probably have never been church or somebody that have never been in church or family don't even go to church. So gifts is given to us according to our desire and asking God but we are born with gifts. We just have to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the gifts that is given to us and then we have to work our faith so that the gift that's inside of us. Let's go um, to 1 Peter. I want to go to 1 Peter if we can. Let's go to uh, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Um, it says, let's read that please. Okay, 10, it says, as each one has received the gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of a manifold grace of God. Amen. So therefore, we're, we're grateful because we must do it, hallelujah, 
in a gratitude of gratefulness, a gratitude of thankfulness, a gratitude of honor. Amen. So our gifts is given unto us. So that's why we must make sure that we use the gifts appropriately. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Amen. Because we are commanded, and even in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 31, to earnestly desire higher gifts. So just because we have one or two gifts, we should want to stay right there. We should have a desire to ask God, you know what, God, give me a, a gift of serving. Give me a gift of giving or having mercy or having compassion. You know, sometimes we don't have compassion or mercy for people. We feel like, oh, people should go ahead and just be who they are. And, and, but we got to remember that God worked on us. We got to remember that God was there for us. Amen. So as we begin to um, close up last week on talking about the minister gifts, the minister gifts was the fivefold, the apostle, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, and the prophet. Amen. So delegate responsibilities and leadership is so important when it comes to those giftings. Amen. Because God have called us to an office for us to utilize the gift that is given in order for the body of Christ to work together as one. So that's why it's very important that we delegate responsibilities and leadership. And sometimes delegating responsibilities and leadership can be sometimes difficult. Why? Because we don't want to we don't want to sometimes because we're so used to doing it ourselves. You know, delegation is when you can delegate something to someone else, even though you may be good at it, even though you may have been, that is your expertise. But in order to save you time, in order for you to fulfill the, the another place where God may want you to operate in, God may send somebody that, not saying that they're coming in trying to take over what you're doing, but they're trying to come and relieve you from that duty of responsibility so that you can fulfill something else that God is calling you to. But sometimes when we have done everything, come on women, single women, you know, before we got married, we was used to taking out the garbage. We was used to changing the light bulb. We was used of carrying things on our own heavy lifting but then when God sends our husband when he tries to change that light bulb we say we got it or take out that big heavy box we got it or open the car door we got it why because we have been single so long we're so used to doing things on our own we have such a responsibility saying okay if nobody does it it's not going to get done but when God has sent your husband and that husband is willing to help you in those areas because men that is your area it is good to help a woman and when you see her lifting something heavy, you should want to step in and help her. Come on. That's just something that is just 
common sense. Why would you see her there struggling? You know, your responsibility is what? To be what? A provider, to be a protector, to also be the heavy lifter, to be able to lift what is heavy, to be able to protect something, to be able to help and provide something. Why make it the struggle be harder? You know, when God has brought two together, two is better than one. Why should the woman still struggle? A woman, why should the man still struggle? Y'all are come, y'all, God has brought y'all together as one, so there should be balance to where y'all working things accordingly. So at the end of the day, even wives, okay, why not? Make sure that your, your husband closes on and his dinner is ready and taking care of those things and making him feel like a husband and feel like a man, you know, but sometimes when we get upset or we get angry, we stop honoring their clothes, we stop cooking dinner, come on, no, you got to continue to do those things, I know sometimes they can get on your nerves, and women, men, I know sometimes we as women can get on your nerves, but we still must continue to do those things that show that love and that gratitude, come on now, just like men, when you have met your, 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 your supposed, your wife, but yet, y'all have not married, but y'all are on y'all way to the altar. Remember, you used to open the car door for her. Remember, you used to do just the, the nice, heavy lifting things. But now that you're married, you don't open the car door for her no more. You don't run her bath water no more. You don't do none of those things no more because every the life, you know, has got so busy for you. know, you still have to show those things because women, they like those things. Those are things that make them feel accepted. Those are things that make them feel like they're love, you know, because just the littlest things that you may not think that matters, matters to a woman. So you got to really understand what her need is and what she likes and what she don't like. And same vice versa. Women, you got to understand his need and know what he like and what he don't like so that y'all can come to a meeting of the mind. That's just like in delegation. You got to be able to delegate responsibilities to those that can handle the task. God have equipped all of us with giftings. God have equipped all of of us to be able to handle a certain task. So when God has sent people, you've been praying, Lord, send me help. Lord, send this, send that. And now that it's come, you're still holding tight on what you used to do. But God has sent you help. So you have to be able to what? Delegate, let go, release so that somebody else can come in and be able to help you in that area. That's why when you look at the fivefold ministry, it's like the hand. You know, it's like the hand of God. It's like we know that the um, thumb is the apostle because the apostle is what the foundation. And listen, anytime you are holding something, it's hard for you to hold something with these four hands. So if I'm trying to hold this case, I need the thumb. I need the thumb to really grip it, to hold it. But if I have my fingers like this trying to hold it, come on now, at some point, because the thumb bone here is still gripping inside with the other fingers because it's connected to my palm. So I won't be able to hold this because my palm and my thumb joint here won't have access so it will fall. But I need the thumb. That is the foundation, the apostle. And then you got the pointing finger, which is the prophet that points, that tells the now, the future, and the after. 
And then the, the evangelist is the middle finger, which is the longest finger of the hand. Why? Because it reaches out and it draws those in to the body of Christ through evangelizing, through what? Their testimony, through their walk of life, of showing people and, and spreading the good news on how God saved them and how the good things that God done in their life and the miracle signs and wonders that have happened in their life. And that draws in the people. And then the pastor is the one that God uses to guard those that have been drawn in by the evangelist to be able to protect them because they're like sheep, they're babes, because they're wolves out ready to devour them. So that that middle finger, which is the ring finger that represents marriage, come on now, that marriage is like marriage to Christ, the bride of Christ. The marriage finger, when you look at that, that ordering goes all the way to the heart. The pastor has a heart for the ministry. The pastor has a heart for the people. The pastor has more, a little bit more compassionate, compassion and patience. See, pastors, you got to understand, you're the one that should have more patience and more compassion and love for the people. Why? Because the heart, you're the heartbeat of the ministry. You're the heartbeat of everything that moves in ministry. So that 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 that, that ring finger represents that pastor that has a heart and compassion to bring the people into God through the word, through the teaching. That's why you also have to teach and know, be a good teacher of the word so that the word can begin to what change hearts and begin to move. We're still talking about the minister gifts here, the fivefold ministry. And then we're talking about the baby finger, which is the teacher, which we know in Timothy, it says, come on, itchy ears. You're like digging in the ears. Why? To get all that wax out so that you can hear clearly. Because, you know, people want to just hear what they want to hear, hear what they feel is right. But no, you got to teach them how to clean out all that wax and all that dirt so that they can hear, hallelujah, effectively. They can hear clearly so that they can discern and know the times because right now we're in the times where even the elect is being deceived by Satan. Even the elect is even walking out of the will of God. So they got to be able to be taught the word of God so that the word of God can begin to cultivate their understanding and so that the spirit within them can build their faith so they can be able to walk according to the will of God. And it is only through the word of God that they're going to be able to move according to the will of God. So you can teach them on everything else, but if word is not in it, come on, they're not going to be strong and in this time and season, you need word because it's the word of God that's going to build your faith because right now we're walking by faith alone. Amen. But faith is dead without work. So we got to work our faith and believe and know who we are. We're kingdom citizens in Christ Jesus. We have authority. We have power. We're rulers and deliverers. We got to understand who we are. And if you don't know who you are and you're not walking in who God created you in, come on now. That leaves space for the enemy to try to come in to try to devour you because that's what he's doing. Remember, he said, "Hallelujah to Jesus." When um, God, when Jesus said, "Have you considered my 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 my, my servant Job?" Remember, he was real honest with God. He said, "Satan, what are you doing?" He said, "I'm going to and fro, seeing who I can devour." Come on, he was upfront. He was honest. He ain't lie about nothing. He was. He let God know, like, "Look, I'm going to and fro, trying to see who I can get." Because right now, I need body. I'm only spirit and I can't do nothing without a body. So I'm trying to see who's going to be weak. Come on. And then he said, have you considered my servant Job? Come on. When God consider you, that means your gifts got to be ready to be working. Because that enemy going to come with everything he got. But guess what? He will not win. 
So that fivefold is the foundation. It is the hand foundation. Amen. See, Moses had a load on his hand, but there is where we must understand that he understood the fivefold ministry. Because even remember when they went to war and he had the staff. When you look at the staff, the staff represented more than just being able to hold it up for them to win the battle. The staff was the people that was around him, meaning Joshua, Caleb, and the people that had faith to hold Moses up in the time of battle. So when you look at a staff it's more than just a rod. It is a staff of people that's behind you that's not only just holding your Bible or carrying your books, but they are interceding. See, only I want people around me that can intercede for me, pray for me, hold me up, worship, and, and, and come on, go before God for me. Amen. I can carry my own Bible. I can pour my own water. Thank you if God sent somebody to help me do that. But no, I need to make sure you are intercessor. I need to make sure you can take some hits and keep on um, some licking and keep on come on ticket. Amen. So we need intercessors, true intercessors to stand behind us to pray because the enemy is mad right now, especially true men and women of God that is going forth and doing the work of the ministry. He's trying his best to try to devour us. He's trying his best to try to discourage us. But guess what? It would not work. Why? Because there's many members in the body working together as what? A unit. A unit is what? A unit is unity. Amen. Means that we work as one. We, them, us, meaning the fivefold ministry working together to do the work of the ministry. It's like this. If we're doing outreach, come on now, you may do outreach where, come on, you got the band to bring in the stuff. Somebody else may have a ministry where they can bring in the food. They can bring in volunteers that can help pack the food so that when they go out in the community, it'll already be packed, ready to go, ready to serve so that we have time to minister to the people, love the people. Then you got intercessors. Then you got worshipers. Then you got encouragers. Then you got teachers. Come on. Then we all work together. It's not about you just come and just trying to do everything. No, that's delegation when you can delegate out to different ministries to different individuals in order to for us to fulfill one cause and that's to do what to evangelize the sinner to evangelize the world to bring in more souls so that they can know Christ so at the end of the day the many members in the body working together as a unit brings what unity and this allows us to have true leadership and it allows the Holy Spirit to lead us and then guess what when we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us true character integrity and honesty humility love iron sharpens iron we're able to come and we go forth and then you look at it popularity versus character we're talking about we only want character. We want to make sure that our character is what? In good standing. We don't care about popularity. We don't care about um, prestige or power. We already got power. We already got authority in order to over defeat the enemy. So we take character over popularity. We take integrity over favorites. Come on. We take honesty on just being nice. We take humility over outgoing. We take love versus emotional. We take iron sharpeners instead of 
managers, come on, or controllers, come on, or territorials, come on, or competitors, come on. We're not in business. Business people, yes, you want competitors. You know, sometimes people say, why do you want a store that looks like yours right next to you? Because that's um, competitors. That's your competitor, meaning that it's going to draw more business to your store. Why? Because if they don't find what they want in that store, they're going to come to your store because y'all right there and y'all both selling pretty much not the same thing, but a little different thing. So you want competition in that area, in your area. Because it pushes you and drives you to move forward. But it's, it is a healthy competition. It's a healthy competitor. It's not a competition where I'm trying to outdo you and I don't want nobody coming to you and I'm down talking you and I'm, and I'm, and, and I'm, and, and I'm character assassinating you. No. If anything, I'll tell you, you know what? If you can't find what you want here, the store next door, I know for sure got it. Come on. That was like this weekend when me and the woman of God, we did the yard sale. It was just so ironical. We had like a flea market out there. Whatever she didn't have, I had. Whatever I didn't have, she had. So when people was there and they was looking at her stuff, when she saw that they didn't really see anything that they need, she said, well, make sure you don't forget to go over there because if I don't got it, she got it. And I said the same thing vice versa. Come on now, why? Because we work together as a unit, as one. But at the end of the day, it wasn't about us just making money. It was evangelism. Amen. Because we evangelized to every Everybody that came, amen. And we didn't just talk to them for just a couple minutes when they bought something. It was people that stayed an hour and just talked to us and kept talking. And all we were doing were listening. We were listeners on yesterday and on Friday and on Thursday. We listened to their issue, even though they thought that they came there to buy. But God will always use an element, meaning sometimes merchandise or sometimes your service or sometimes your skill in order to bring him on the scene. So now Never forget that elements in God draws evangelism. Elements in God draws the spirit of God to evangelize a soul that may be lost, a soul that may be hurting, a soul that may be crying and yearning more for God. So don't take it for granted if God tells you to go out there and do something that you've never done before. Maybe God is trying to use you to evangelize. Come on now. Maybe he's trying to use you to go and reach the loss. But you're looking at it like, well, wait a minute. I make too much money. Why do I got to go out there and sit out there and do this and try to belittle myself? And I've already showed people that I'm this and I'm that. And why I got to go and degrade? Nay, God will use you in any kind of way. Are you willing to be used by God? Or do you want to keep on living a life that you're trying to please people? And then people that don't even care nothing about you. People that don't even like you. You know, I sent a post out last week saying we spend money on things that don't even matter. Matter of fact, we spend money that we don't even have just to please somebody else that don't even like us or don't even care for us. But we want to please everybody. We want everybody to think that we're one way. When it doesn't matter what people think, what do God think? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. How do, what do God think? What do he think about my situation? How do he think I look? How do he think I'm doing? How do he think I'm moving? That's what you need to ask. Amen? So at the end of the day, we take character over popularity. We take integrity over favorites. We take humility over outgoing. We take love over just being emotional. And we take iron sharpeners instead of just being... Um, uh, uh, territorial spirits and competitional spirits. Now, listen, 
Look how Moses handled the wisdom from Jethro. Remember Joshua when he handed the command by God? He he gave he he, he when God told him how to handle and, and when he told him to go and gather all those men and use them, the 70, remember, he obeyed God. He, he, he listened to the wisdom of Jethro, even though Moses was the deliverer, even though God was using Moses to lead the children of Israel. But when he told Moses to go get wisdom from Jethro, he obeyed. Even when Joshua had to lead the children of Israel, after Moses have died, it was God that commanded him, amen, and told him to what? To be of good courage. Told him to be courageous. Come on now. Remember prophetess Deborah, when she stepped into position by the kings and the authority that they needed to give her because the other kings did not, was not able to handle it. What about apostle Paul when he was delegating others? Remember when he was with Barnabas to spread the gospel? He could have took the whole land, but he divided everything out. So Moses, Joshua, the prophetess Deborah, and Apostle Paul, they all used wisdom. And they knew how to delegate responsibility when God, the Spirit of God, gave it to them. They didn't try to do everything on their own. Even Apostle Paul. We know he was one of the greatest apostles. But he says, I'm the least of the apostles. Because it's not that he degraded himself. He just knew to delegate different responsibilities in different areas. Because he knew that they would be able to reach those. Because remember, even though he was running for God and he was doing the will of God. Some people mindset still remember Apostle Paul. As the one who killed Christians. So some areas. They wasn't going to receive him. So you got to understand. Some places. They may not receive you. It's not that you have done anything wrong. It's not that. You you, you know. You, you can't fulfill the task. But maybe. It's just that. God is trying to use someone else. In that area. So you got to know and hear by the Spirit of God who to delegate that responsibility to. It don't take nothing away from you. And I think that's what's going wrong in leadership. You know, because we're the apostle. We're the pastor. We started the church. We did this. We did that. And we feel like we got to handle all the responsibilities. And that's not true. We've been praying, asking God for help. And now that God is sending help, it's like... We just want people to sit, sit, sit. No, you have to use the people according to the Holy Spirit. You got to make sure the Holy Spirit is guiding you and showing you how and what and who and when and why to do what you do. Because you got to remember in these times, right now, they're coming in in sheep clothing. I don't care how well they can sing. I don't care because gifts come without repentance. They could come in with such a prophetic word, but it ain't from God. So you got to be very careful. But at the end of the day, that's why you got to have discernment. Discernment is so important because you can miss God. 
You can miss entertaining an angel that's right there before you because they don't look like what you think they should look like. Or they're not as eloquent as you think that they should be in speaking. Or they don't have the background or the money. You can't look at those things. You got to go by the Spirit of God and let the Spirit of God show you. Because it may not make sense to you, but the Spirit of God will show you. And when He shows you, you have to be obedient. You have to be obedient and trust God. Most of the time, we're not obedient. We want to run things. We don't know how to delegate responsibility. We want to make sure that we're doing everything. Because when we delegate responsibility and leadership, guess what? It helps us to have um, 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 accurate time management in our own life. So we're able to execute timely um, in, a, in a manly order. Amen. And it's all good to make sure things are in order, but it's a difference in making sure things are effective and we're and running accordingly to the will of God. Because an effective leader will learn how to share the load. So that, come on, that that so that we will be able to what uh, endure, meaning to sustain strategies in order to what uh, obtain, so that the people will be able to have what they need and that they will go in peace and no conflicts or chaos will be um, 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 nowhere in the picture because things are handled effectively. See, we just talked about Moses, how he delegated responsibilities. Remember when he sent Joshua and Caleb to go spy out the land? He could have just took it upon himself. And said, well, I'm going to go with y'all. No. He knew jo Josh, um, Joshua and Caleb were faithful. From when he came from Mount Sinai. When the children of Israel was down there worshiping other gods. He knew those that were faithful and those that was not. So he knew to delegate that responsibility to Caleb and to Joshua. Because he heard the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God told him who to delegate it to because their faith. Because they were the ones there holding Moses up. As well as some other children of Israel as well. But we understand Moses was chosen to what? Deliver the people out of the wilderness. But it was Joshua that was um, was, 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 was ordained and was anointed to what? Take them into the promised land. See, God used Moses to get them out of the wilderness. See, coming out of the wilderness helps you build what? Your faith. Even though they still murmur and complain. Come on now. And that's just like us as human. God has helped us. God has took care of us. He has done some great things for us. And we still murmur and complain. Still today. And we don't even realize how God saved our life. How he gave us breath. Look, we're still here in the land of the living. When almost 6 million people, just one virus, one virus, when we have many viruses and diseases that are so deadly, one virus in a two-year time took out 6 million people unknowingly. When these are some people that had things planned, for 2022, <clears throat> excuse me, people that had marriages planned to be married 
2023, 2022, even 2021, but did not even make it. Some was pregnant to give birth. Some that by God's grace, they was they gave birth to baby live, but they died. They never Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile Service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. was able to lay eyes on that baby. So how can we be so ungrateful? How can we be so unthankful, y'all, when these people lost their lives? Men and women of God that had big churches that, that said, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to take back the land. We're going to go out there and we're going to pray. We're going to come against this virus day by faith. And most of them didn't make it back. You know, a great man of God that passed, you know, I never forget Apostle Brooks. You know, when I met the man of God, didn't even know him. And I remember one of the women of God, Elder Linda. I was going through such a season in my life. And I tell you, one day she called me and said, hey, I want to take you to a program. And she took me to the program, took me to Apostle Brooks Church. And I think that's when they were in Middletown. And I tell you, that man of God never saw me, never knew me, but I knew he was a prophet of God. Because as the man began to minister, he didn't just prophesy to me. I'm talking about when he ministered the word of God through the word, the Bible. It was the word of God that hit areas in my life, what I was going through. And my God, my God, I knew that the spirit of God, amen, was there in that place. I knew that the spirit of God was speaking to the man of God. And then when he began to speak it to my life. And the things that he began to say in my life, it was like it brought the life back. It's like, you know, sometimes your fire just dims. It don't go out. But it was like the words that he spoke, it just made my fire just be like a convulsion of fire to just go forth and go, oh my God. And I tell you, this man of God, every time I came to his ministry, he received me. He received the gift in me. You know, I remember we going out to Kansas and even though, it, you know, as an apostle, but at the end, at that time, it was God that began to use me as the prophetess. And he would call me Prophetess Robin. Amen. Because some areas, God will use your gift in different areas. You know, when you walk in the fivefold, maybe God may use you as a teacher or a, t or a pastor or an apostle or an evangelist or a, or, 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 or a prophet. And at that particular time, 
you know, the gift of healing also was in my hands. Amen. And I never forget. And when he called me up, he didn't say, okay, when we go to this place, I want you to lay hands on the women. I want you to do this. No, it was not planned. It was like as the spirit of God was moving through him, through him speaking the word, he called me up. So that says, that's why you got to be ready in season and out of season. Hallelujah. Because when the spirit of God calls on you, you got to be ready to move according to the spirit of God. And when he called me up, instantly the spirit of healing began to be activated as he put my hands on her belly and he put his hands on my hands and we began to pray by faith that God will heal her. It wasn't because our hands, it was because by faith we touched and agreed and the lady also touched and agreed and through her faith, come on now, God began to move and I tell you, great men and women of God have left here and now some places you got some wolves. You got some places where they got sheep clothing on, but they're really not of God. They can prophesy very well. They can raise money very well. They got big churches, many people, but truth ain't in them. So it, it's sad that some great men and women of God, now we're not perfect, but at the end of the day, you know those that are true. We all fall short of the glory. But at the end of the day, that's why we hold one another up. We don't talk about one another. We hold one another up. We, 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 we hold fast to one another. It says what? It just told us right here that we have to what? Many members, many, the fivefold, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist. Come on, the apostle, the apostle, the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist. Fivefold ministry. Fivefold ministry, right? The hand of God. The foundation of God. What? Working together, what? As a unit. In what? Unity. As what? One. So it's we, us, and them. Because it allows us to be able to what? Delegate responsibilities in order to fulfill the work of God. Amen? So at the end of the day, that's what we have to do. And when we delegate responsibilities. Amen? Because we understand that Moses was used to do what? To bring the children of Israel out of what? The wilderness. But the great adversity is to get them not just out of the wilderness, but to get them over to the promised land. Because after they came out of the wilderness, come on now, and then to lose Moses along the way, come on, there was a death. The great, the great man of God that got them out of a desolate place, a dry place, a place called Lodabar, dies... And cannot cross over with them. So they, they, they had to deal with a tragic death of their, come on, leader. And trust the follower who was Joshua that had to take position and walk into leadership. So Moses was equipping and training Joshua so that he can be able to take the baton, the staff, the rod when he got to a certain point where God said, this is it. He told Moses, just look, but you won't cross. And he didn't cross. So they dealt with a death, and then they still had to cross over, which their faith still wasn't intact. And then Joshua, who was trembling at his feet, wondering how he's going to be able to get them over, when he don't think that he's worthy, but he knows that he has to do what God has called him to do. <laughs> Come on. What do you do when God has given you a task? 
that you know your money can't buy. When God has given you a task, when you know your education can't get you there. When you ain't got the support, the staff that you need. You got to just hold on and trust God. You got to know that you know. If he called me, if he showed me the vision, he'll give me the provision. If he called me, he'll help me. If he showed me, he'll move me. If he told me, he'll help me. So you got to know that you know. So Moses had to get them over to the, get them to the point of the promise. But he couldn't cross them over into the promise. So there was great adversities to just get them out. Remember the Red Sea? When they said, wait a minute, you brought us here to the sea. And you think we're going to be able to cross this sea? We might as well go back to Pharaoh. Come on. That was one of their biggest challenges right there. But at the end of the day, that also tests Moses' faith. So Moses had to face dealing with them and getting them out of different adversities. So Moses differed greatly, but he was chosen for this great delegated position. A lot of people ain't chosen for the delegated position that God has given you through the gifts of God that God has imparted in you. So you have to get up and come on. Because you hold the master key to so many locks. And the reason why they're bound and can't come forth is because you hold the key. And until you unlock it, they will never be able to operate according to the purpose of destiny. That's why you got to be able to what? Delegate. Moses was chosen for such a delegated position. Delegation was not given to be easy. Nothing that's delegated to us don't think it's coming easy. I don't care how well or how equipped or how educated we think we are that we can do it. Yeah, we can do it in our sleep. We can do it in our mind. But there's going to be some adversities that's going to come with it. Amen? It's not going to be easy. But God already started in our life. And he knows that everything that he has delegated to us so every delegated process that was assigned to us will be fulfilled. Because there was also a delegation, a delegated uh, responsibility that was assigned to who? Aaron. Moses was not adequate to speak. You know, when God called Moses, Moses saying, wait a minute. How am I going to deliver other people when I can't, when I stutter, when I can't even, I ain't educated. That's why he what? He brought Aaron to be his what? Spokesman. Come on. God will always find some way to make sure we have what we need to fulfill the purpose that he has given unto us. Aaron was the voice. And Joshua and Caleb was the one to encourage and move the people past what? Their fears of those great giants that they saw afar. So it was the great giants that the people of Israel was able to overcome. So that was the key um, 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 delegation, the key, excuse me, um, um, delegated responsibility that Joshua and Caleb had. Because if they can help the people, the children of Israel, overcome their fear by saying that we can get past these giants, when it was time for Joshua to cross them over into the promise, 
It wouldn't have been so hard. Even though you're going to have a little struggle. You're going to have some that's going to buckle. Come on. It happens all the time. And it's, and it's just life. There are some people who faith is not like your faith. So that's why you got to respect people in their faith. Because just because your faith is at a level, maybe things that you have overcome, circumstances that you were able to bear and out, come out of, maybe they have not reached that point. So you got to be patient and just speak life and speak the word. Because remember, um, come on, faith comes by what? Hearing the word of God. So when they continue to hear the word of God through your speech, that right there is what? Increasing their faith. It may not be like yours, but it will be to an extent to what God would know that what they can handle, what he knows the measure of faith each one of us can handle. So at the end of the day, Joshua and Caleb helped them to overcome their fears by saying, no, we can take these giants. Now, these weren't no, no tall people. These were some giants. Some people that was like, hey, what? Ten feet higher than ten feet tall? Like a building? Almost. <laughs> Amen. So I'm just saying. So at the end of the day, when you look at this, all of this shows us how we delegate responsibilities and leadership through the fivefold. So next week, we're going to start breaking down the manifestation, the, the manifest, um, excuse me, we're going to start breaking down the uh, manifestational gifts. Remember, there's three sets of gifts, the manifestational gifts, the motivational gifts, and the ministry gifts, what we just got finished talking about. So we already talked about one manifestation gift, which was the what? The word of wisdom. So next week when we come, we're going to not go back and talk about the word of wisdom. We already did that because right now we have an understanding. Why? Because I've already talked about the word of wisdom. That's why we're able to have an understanding now because that's what the Spirit gave us so that as we're going through the rest of this, we were able to understand where we are today. Amen. So we'll, we, we'll come back and we'll talk about the word of knowledge and the word of faith. Amen. So at the um, end of the day, we're going to have an understanding on the manifestation of gifts, the motivational gifts. And then we are, because um, we've already broke down the ministerial gifts. We already done that. Amen. So um, until then, we thank God. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. When Swift is on the grill, good times are sure to follow. And we'll help you keep them going around the grill all season long. Good food, good moments, one great meal. Come together with Swift. For your life. But at the same time, I wanted to finish out this and then we're going to call our Sunday service. And we still want you to come on out, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. Now remember... Now, we just talked about how God gave wisdom, come on, to Moses, to, to Joshua, to prophetess um, Deborah, and to Apostle Paul. 
Now, he gave all of these great men and women of God the ability to operate effectively by utilizing the different strategies of wisdom because it helped them to become great leaders in order to what? To be called to help and care and fulfill the work that God gave them. You can't fulfill the work by yourself. You have to use your 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 spirit of discernment to discern and know those that God sends so that you can learn how to delegate responsibility. So how could we do that? First of all, we gotta be truthful to ourselves. And we gotta understand working effectively and not ineffectively and unsustainable or ineffectiveness. But we have to work effectively, efficiently, and sustainably. We got to understand on how to delegate and what delegation is, which we talked about. We got to understand the uniqueness of the different gifts and the skill set and leadership qualities that God have given unto those that God have given us the ability to discern those that he have called to be a help to us. And we have to allow the Holy Spirit and then we have to talk to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to pre-qualify and select leaders and people to move with us that first of all have a leading heart and a leading heart versus a just a heart. See, people that have just a heart is not as, 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 as effective as people that has a leading heart. Because when you have a leading, leading heart, that means that you're doing what you're doing because you love to do it. You're doing what you're doing because it's just something that you know needs to be done. And you're going to do it as if it's your baby. I mean, you don't have to own it. You don't have to, it don't have to be yours, but you're going to put as much work in it as if it was yours, as your name was on the title, as if your name was on the business. You're going to work it so effectively, efficiently, sustainably, just like if it was yours. That's what I'm talking about, having a leading heart, just having a heart, a difference. See, at the end of the day, Jethro knew how to rebuke Moses very gently. He didn't rebuke him harshly. See, God sent Moses to Jethro because he knew Jethro was a man of wisdom. But also, he understood that he had a leading heart knew how to rebuke in love, but also being able to push those into the place where they needed to be without being offended. He said, you're not the only one who can do this job. <laughs> you just need to find somebody, some other people that you can trust to help share the load. There's no reason you should bear this alone, he admonished. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men such as fear God. See, they have to fear God first. And men of truth. 
and hating comfortableness. Come on now. See, he let them know this is it. They got to fear God. They got to be men that are true. Not just men of power. Not just men that got money. They got favorites. They just know everybody. That name drop. No. They got to fear God. Fearing God is so important. When you get people that fear God, you ain't got to worry about them doing nothing behind your back. Why? Because they fear God. They care more about God seeing than you. So your prayer should be, God send me fearing God people. Because those are the people that's going to uphold you. Amen. Notice that even when he said this to Moses, the focus was on what? Those that he chose to have what? Character and integrity and honesty and humility and truthfulness and faith and stewardship. But most of all, the fear of God. See, people can gain knowledge and experience. They can learn skills and develop their gifts. But they must first start with a foundation of godly character. Godly character is so important. See, when you have this, it's much easier to delegate. So if you're a man or woman of God that has godly character, then guess what? It's not going to be hard for you to delegate this to the people that you know that has the same character. Just like Paul and Barnabas. Remember when they delegated Stephen. Come on, we know about Stephen. He preached the gospel until he was stoned to death. Nothing stopped him from preaching the word. Nothing stopped him from preaching the truth. Nothing moved him away from evangelizing the sinner and the world. So Barnabas and Paul knew Stephen, first of all, had godly character and that his integrity and character was intact. See, delegate leaders, we need to be able to delegate leaders a task, a level of authority and responsibility to execute the assignment, the vision that's given by God. See, the vital key point here is to re Language leaders a level of authority to lift the low off the visionary. So these are got to be people that speak the same language of the vision that's given by God. If a person don't know the vision, they're not going to be great leaders. They're not going to know how to lead or be able to, 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 to work the delegation responsibility that you handed over to them. Why? Because they don't understand the vision. They got to understand the vision. They got to love the vision. They got to be just fearing God and knowing the vision. And having a leading heart to lead the vision. If they don't have those things to lead the vision, they're not going to speak the same language. They're not going to preach the same word. And it's not going to uplift what God is calling you to do. Because when you delegate a responsibility like that, you're delegating authority. And you're delegating it to where people's spiritual state can be affected. So you got to make sure that the people are hearing truth. That they're hearing God. And that they're knowing the vision. Amen. See, we cannot make any mistakes, of course. But yes, that's where continuing leadership training is required. Reason why we need to continue to have 
leadership training is because it helps us stay effective and efficiently and sustainable to what? Fulfill the work of the ministry, to fulfill the call, and to sustain the vision that God has given to us so that we can enhance our skills and our leadership tasks that's given unto us. We don't want to learn no more. Once delegated position has been delegated to a leader, it's like they want to just take over. You can't tell them nothing. They already got it all. And then they prophesy. Then they prophetically speaking. Hey, you can't tell them nothing. God said. God this. God that. When God ain't nowhere around. The gifts come without repentance. They're moving in bewitchment. They're moving in that by nation. They don't even know it. Why? Because they lack leadership training. They don't want to learn no more. Don't you know leadership training decreases mistakes? So we as leaders must learn to lightly let people know that leadership training is very important. And in order to lighten our load, we got to be willing to continue leadership training, training through the word of God. So that we can make sure that first of all, we're doing it God's way. We're lighting the load off of us and the important things are getting done that God wants us to do. We got to learn how to get over small things, small mishaps, and focus more on sharpening one another. Iron sharpens arm. Sharpening our leadership qualities in order to fulfill this assignment that's given. Because iron sharpens iron during the delegation process. You got to be willing to listen. You got to be willing to um, accept your mistakes, but get it right. You got to learn to take a rebuke in love. Take correction and keep moving. This is part of the price that we must pay in order to develop great leadership and to produce greater leaders in the body of Christ who will lead and build other leaders. See, once we're built, it don't stop there. We don't try to keep building ourselves to make us more prominent than everybody else. No, we get what we need to build other leaders, to build others. Now, we must step up to complete the task of responsibility, which God has assigned to us. And then he have assigned us to delegate it to what? Another leader. Because maybe a timely manner, we cannot, we can't, we cannot do it in a timely manner. So he will use us to delegate it to another leader in order to complete the task. Just like Jethro advocated that Moses manage by exception. And then remember he said, then it would be that every great matter... They shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves should judge. So it will be easy for you. Come on, for they will bear the burden with you. Because see, when you try to take all the mishaps and take everything on yourself, it becomes such a burden. And then it becomes a yoke on your neck. And then you bow. That's why he said to him, no, give some of these smaller matters to them and let them judge. And then it will make it easy for you. 
so that you don't have to judge some of those smaller matters that they can take care of. Some things you don't have to even worry about. Let God use you to discern those that can handle those smaller matters that they, that they know that they have a mind of Christ. They have a fearing heart of God. And that they're going to speak the same language. And they know your heart and know your vision. And they're going to delegate it and do it like how they know you will handle the matter. In love. and correction. So by God's grace we are finished. And again we will come back by God's grace on next week. Same time 1015. Sunday school. The word of logos. Um, and then we're going to be talking about the manifestational gift. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details great news for a limited time you can get one month free of spectrum mobile service that's right one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select spectrum stores so stop by today our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill don't miss out on this incredible offer come see us at market at hilliard taylor square and waterloo crossing spectrum internet and auto pay required restrictions apply visit store for details the word of knowledge and faith. We'll work both of those together, amen, so that we can have an understanding word by word, breaking down the word and our gifts so we can move effectively. So we thank God for you joining us for our Sunday school service. We're going to go ahead into our Sunday service. Please come on out and join us, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, Four five zero one four. God bless you. And until we, we're looking forward to seeing you on this um, Sunday morning. So come on out in Jesus name. God bless you. Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead into our praise and worship. Hallelujah. Let's go into a moment of prayer. And then we will be back to give the word of God. God bless you in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God the glory. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We give God the honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Hallelujah.
Jesus. 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 It's Let's go. 
Come on, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, come on. We just pray. Hallelujah. Come on. We just pray. We continue to pray. Come on, continue to pray. We're in a moment of prayer. Hallelujah. Let's continue to pray. Come on, we're going to pray. Let's pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. Come on. Jeremiah tells us in the Bible, Jeremiah 33 and 3, it says to call on me and I will answer you. Hallelujah. And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we're calling on you on this morning. The Bible says that call on you, oh God, and that you shall answer us, oh God, and that you should show us great and mighty things, oh God, that we do not know. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, as we're calling on you, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisiah, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Kava, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Maccabees, Jehovah Tzikhanua, Jehovah Blosakaya, Jesus Christ, uh, Emmanuel, uh, Yashru Hamashiach, as we're calling on you, uh, the God of heaven, we ask you, oh God, uh, to step in as you're already here. We call on Jehovah the Kavad, the King of Glory. Uh, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, as we're here already on this morning, uh, on this afternoon. Uh, you're already, Lord God, uh, is here with us. Uh, so, Lord God, we ask you in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, uh, right now, oh God, uh, continue, oh God, to stay in the midst. Uh, allow the Holy Spirit, oh God, to be your portion. Uh, allow the Holy Spirit, oh God, to take over this place. Uh, we need your spirit, my God. Uh, we need the Holy Spirit, my God. Uh, let your people, oh God, uh, as they call on to you, oh God, uh, answer them, oh God, uh, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, show your great and mighty works, oh God. Uh, the mighty works of you, oh God. Uh, things that we do not know, things that we cannot perceive in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, the word told us to call on you. Uh, we're calling on you, oh Jesus. Uh, answer us, oh God, right now. Uh, we're calling on you, oh God. Uh, we need you, oh God. Uh, oh God, we thank you, oh God, for showing up, oh God. Uh, 
showing up, oh God, in our health, oh God. Uh, showing up, oh God, in the ministry, oh God. Uh, showing up, oh God, in our life, oh God. Uh, showing up in our marriages, oh God. Uh, you said to call on you, oh God. Uh, you will show God in mighty works, oh God. Uh, so the great and mighty works that you show unto us, oh God. Uh, oh God, things we do not know, oh God. Uh, we receive them, my God. Uh, show us, oh God, how to utilize them, oh God. Uh, effectively for your glory, my God. Uh, Oh God, we're calling on you in the midnight hour. We're calling you in the afternoon, in the morning day. So God, open up the heavens and let the heavens be opened above your people, my God. Let us, oh God, receive your abundance of rain. Let the rain, oh God, shower on your people, oh God. The great and mighty works, oh God, that you have for us, my God. Oh God, show us things that we do not know, my God. Uh, things, oh God, that we cannot see on our own, oh God. Uh, your mysteries, oh God. Uh, we need the mysteries, oh God. Uh, we will seek you, Lord, uh, why you may be found. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, huh? we will call upon you, oh God, huh? while you are near, oh God. Huh? Oh God, right now, in the name of Jesus, huh? let the wicked, oh God, huh? forsake his ways huh? and let the righteous, oh God, huh? take over, oh God. Huh? Oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, huh? as we're seeking on you, oh God, huh? we know that you are already found us, oh God. Huh? We're calling upon you, oh God. Huh? We know that you are near, oh God. Huh? Let the wicked forsake his way, my God, huh? and the unrighteous man, oh God, in his thoughts, oh God, huh? let him return to the Lord, huh? oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, huh? have mercy on him, huh? in the mighty name of Jesus, huh? so right now we're asking God, huh? so for those that have walked away from God, huh? those that are doing the things out of the will of God, huh? those that have been lost, huh? that God bring them back into the fold, huh? but before we go into that prayer, huh? let's ask God to forgive us, huh? Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you on this morning, uh, this afternoon. Uh, forgive us, oh God, for everything that we have done against you, my God. Uh, everything, oh God, that is not of you. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We ask you, oh God, cleanse us, oh God, wash us, oh God, oh God, do not turn your spirit away from us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, right now, God, we ask you, oh God, to help us, oh God, have mercy upon us, oh God, according to your love, kindness, my God, according to the multitudes of your tender mercies, oh God, block out our transgressions, my God, wash us thoroughly from our iniquity, oh God. Uh, cleanse us from our sin, oh God. Uh, for we acknowledge, oh God, our transgression uh, and our sins is always before you uh, and against you only. Uh. We have sinned, oh God. Uh, oh God, we have done this evil upon your sight. Uh, oh God, uh, we ask you, oh God, uh, to block out, oh God, every transgression, oh God. Uh, cleanse us, oh God. Uh, purge us, oh God, with hyssop, oh God, uh, that we may be clean. Uh, wash us, oh God, that we should be whiter than snow. Uh, oh God, right now, oh God. Uh, cleanse us, oh God. Uh, wash us, oh God. Uh, God, do not take the Holy Spirit away from us, oh God. Uh, forgive us of all of our sin that we have said against you. Uh, every sin that we sinned against you. Uh, forgive us unknowingly, unknowingly, uh, in the mighty name of 
of Jesus, uh, not showing compassion to others. Uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, not showing love to others, oh God. Uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, not being patient with others, oh God. Uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, being greedy, oh God. Uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, unforgiveness, oh God. Uh, forgive us, oh God, uh, having bitterness in our heart, forgive us, oh God. Uh, having rejection in our heart, forgive us, oh God. Uh, abandonment in our heart, forgive us, oh God. Uh, Self-pity in our hearts, forgive us, oh God. Uh, greediness in our heart, forgive us, oh God. Uh, a lying spirit, my God, forgive us, oh God. Uh, come on and ask God for forgiveness. Uh, cleanse me, oh God. Uh, cleanse me right now, my God. Uh, wash me, oh God. Uh, renew my mind, my God. Uh, Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Oh God, forgive us, oh God. Watch this, oh God. Watch this, oh God. Watch this, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. Cleanse us, oh God. Cleanse us, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now that we have asked God to forgive us, now let's give God thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. As we continue to thank the Lord. Amen. And show how grateful we are. We're going to make a joyful shout to the Lord all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. Uh, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Uh, we are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Uh, we're going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to come into his courts with praise. Uh, we're thankful to him and bless his holy name. Uh, I said we're thankful to him. Uh, 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 I'm talking about we thankful to God. Huh? We thankful to Jesus. Huh? We thankful to Emmanuel, huh? Jehovah, my God. Huh? We thankful to God. Huh? We bless His holy name. Huh? For the Lord is good. Huh? The Lord is good. Huh? The Lord is good. Huh? I said the Lord is good. Huh? The Lord is good. Huh? The Lord is good. Huh? All the time, the Lord is good. Huh? Not just in the good times, huh? but the Lord is good in my bad times. Huh? The Lord is good even huh? when I don't have. Huh? The Lord is still good. Huh? The Lord is good. Huh? Even 
even when I'm shortcoming, uh, the Lord is still good. Uh, he is good. Uh, the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. Uh, his mercy is everlasting. Uh, his lesson is everlasting. Uh, his mercy is everlasting. Uh, and his truth endures to all generations. Uh, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, uh, let your mercy, oh God, uh, be everlasting in our lives. Huh? Everlasting in our marriages. Huh? And everlasting in our education, oh God. Uh, and our walk in you, oh God. Uh, let the mercy of God be everlasting, my God. Uh, let truth endure huh, in every generation. Uh, let truth endure in the church. Huh? Let truth endure in the marriages. Huh? Let truth endure in our school system. Huh? Let truth endure in each and every last one of us. Huh? Let truth endure in the government. Huh? Let truth endure in socialized. Huh? Show us, oh God, how to make a joyful noise, even when it seems like it's unbearable. Oh, and God, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We're going to serve you with gladness, my God. We're going to come before you in singing. We're going to sing unto you. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to be rejoiced. We're going to rejoice and be glad therein. And be glad therein. This this is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad therein. As we sing a song unto you, O God, in gladness. We're going to enter into the courts with thanksgiving. We're thankful unto you, Lord. We thank you, O God. We thank you, O God. We thank you for waking us up, O God. We thank you for giving us breath, O God. We thank you for giving us limbs, um, movement to our limbs. We thank you, O God, for putting food on our table. We thank you, God, for hot water. We thank you, God, for water. We thank you, God for clean water. We thank you, God, for putting food on our table. We thank you, God, for good health. We thank you, God, that we can see, that we can hear, that we can move. We thank you, God, for having good success. We thank you, God, for our jobs. We thank you, God, for the church. We thank you, God, for having life and life more abundantly. We thank you, God, for saving us, my God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we pray and we ask God to call back those that have been lost. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, those that have been lost, we ask you, oh God, uh, to bring them back into the fold, oh God. Uh, let them hear your word and let them hear you, oh God. Let truth, hallelujah, chase them down, the truth of the word of God. Uh, and be in their hearing, oh God. Uh, as the deer, oh God, uh, starts for the water brook, oh God. Uh, as he continues to pass, oh God, my soul, oh God. Uh, my soul, soul thirsts for you, my God. Uh, for the living God, huh? Let me thirst for you, oh God, like never before, oh God. Let me thirst for you, oh God, like never before, my God. I need you, my God. Leave me beside your still waters, oh God. Put me in the pastures of righteousness for your name's sake, oh God. While I will sing unto you, oh God. I will praise your holy name. Your mercy endures forever, my God. Oh God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So come on, y'all. Let's go ahead and go into a moment of praise. Hallelujah. As we continue to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. And there's something about the Lord. Amen. When he continues to bless us and continue to help us to endure. Hallelujah. What we have endured is nothing but God himself. Hallelujah. That have allowed us to get through 
what we have gotten through. Amen. So let's just go ahead and thank the Lord. Amen. As we go into a moment now of praise. Hallelujah. Because it's something when we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. $50. Hallelujah. Something when we praise the Lord. Let's just go ahead and just listen to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We know his four-time love. Amen. Time love. If it wasn't for your love, 
they will give up on you. Amen. But when God gives you that four-time love, hallelujah, you know that God will always be there for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So we just give God the glory. Hallelujah. For who he is and what he is doing. Come on. Let's just praise God. Amen. It's just something about when we continue to praise the God. Hallelujah. He continues to bless us more and more. Amen. So we're just glad for what God is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's just go ahead and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wait a second, let me break on my God. Get it true. Can I go ahead and break on my God? Yeah, hey. If I'ma tell it, I gotta tell it all. Wait a second, let me break on my God. Never took a loss because I'm gonna brag on oh my God. I love my daddy, keep them bands on me. You may say I'm tripping, I'm your fan all day. I love the daddy, we can spin it low key. And I know they rockin' with me when his hands on me. Oh, this is all I know. I know you're riding with me when the time's in love. So I'll be on a mission, you can't go. And I can tell you why I'm me. Oh, from everywhere and every lesson is a blessing. There's a reason why I'm ready. Let me break. Let me break on my yard. Hit the truth, yeah, he's showing off. Yeah, promise he never took a loss. He never took a loss. Now I may have took a loss, but he never took a loss. Hold on, wait a second, let me break on my. Every time I think about your love, love, love. Finally got somebody I can trust, trust, trust. Why you keeping me? I really just don't know. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. 
We just thank God that we can brag on him, amen. We got something to brag on. We bragging on our God. We ain't bragging on our big houses. We ain't bragging on our big cars. But we bragging on what God have done. He have set us free. He have given us life, amen. He have given us the ability to have breath, amen. He given us the ability to continue to go forth, amen, to do the will and do his work, amen. So we just thank God for being able to brag on our God. Hallelujah. So come on and let's go ahead into another moment, amen, of praise, amen, as we listen to another praise song right now. And then we're going to go into the word, hallelujah, and we thank God for you joining us. We thank God for you being here with us, and we know that God is good. An open door season for us, amen, hallelujah.
God is opening that door for you too, amen. And let's just go ahead and put the blessing in the middle of it, amen. Hallelujah, no matter what you may be going through, know that the blessing is in the middle of it. So go ahead and put your praise in the middle, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. And praise his holy, holy name in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Come on, y'all. Come on. 
Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We give God the honor. Amen. He is good. And he is good all the time. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just go ahead and thank God. Hallelujah for just being God. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. We're going to get ready for such a glorious word. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. And glory to God. I see the spirit of the Lord. I see angels. Hallelujah. I see just in the spirit how the Lord is with us on this afternoon. And I thank God for being God. Hallelujah. I thank God for being who he is. Hallelujah. In the midst of us. Amen. And I thank God for you being with us. Amen. Come on and join us. We're here. 1115 Hicks Boulevard. Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. We're here in the building. We're going to have our evening service at 6 as well. But I need for you to come on out. The word is going forth now. Hallelujah. Those that may be in the area, amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. As I was sitting here today, I was wondering, Lord, what do you want to give me for your people? Amen. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I don't want to be led by what I think that the people should have, but I want to be led by God. And even on yesterday, as I was ministering, as I was out evangelizing, it's like the Spirit of the Lord just had came upon me, and it was like, okay, that would be the word for today. But it's still the word because God took me to the passage of scripture that he wanted me to come from. Amen. And I need you to turn with me in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 8. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going to read from verses 8. Amen. All the way down to 17. I know that seems like a lot, but I tell you, God is talking to the church on this morning. He's talking to us, y'all, because he said that there is abominations in the church. There's abominations in the body of Christ. I ain't just talking about sin, because sins and abomination, hallelujah, we know the abominations is the stinks to the nostrils of God. Hallelujah. He hates sin as well, but abominations is worse. Hallelujah. So this right here represents how God began to show Ezekiel. Hallelujah. We know the man Ezekiel. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Decrease me that the Spirit of God shall speak through his servant. In the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, take over as you have already taken over. We thank you for Jehovah Kabbalah, the King of glory that's already with us. Take us to another level in you. Let your mystery signs and wonders, O oh God, be within us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 8, and it reads, And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house with the elders of Judah, sitting before me, that the hand of the Lord fell upon me there. Then, oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come against you, 
In Jesus' name, hallelujah, glory to God. I think I saw a B, glory to God, Pastor. Hallelujah, amen. We, 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 uh, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, glory to God. In Jesus' name, we come against it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah and glory to God. Amen. And it came to pass on the fifth day of the month, as I sat in the house with the elders of Judah to sit before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell upon me there. Then I looked, and there it was, a likeness like the appearance of fire from the appearance of his waist and downward, fire from his waist and upward, like the appearance of brightness, like the color of amber. He stretched out the form of his hand and took me by a lock of my hair, and the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven and brought me in the vision of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the north gate of the inner court, where the seat of the image of jealousy was, which provokes to jealousy and behold the glory of God of Israel was there like the vision that I saw in the plain then he said to me son of man lift your eyes now toward the north so I lift my eyes towards the north and there north of the altar gate was the image of jealousy in the entrance for more he said to me son of God do you see that do you see what they are doing the great abominations that the house of Israel commits here to make me go far away from my sanctuary. Now turn again and you will see greater abominations. So he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. Then he said to me, son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked abominations which are, are there doing there. So I went in and saw there every sort of creepy thing. Abominable beasts and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around the walls. And there stood before them 70 men of the elders of the house of Israel. And in their midst stood Jezaniah, the son of Shephet. Shephan, and every man had a censer in his hand, and a and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the room of his idols, for they say the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. And he said to me, Turn again, and you will see greater abominations that they are doing. So he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house, and to my dismay went Women were sitting there weeping for Tamuzi. Um, and then he said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? Turn again and you will see the greater abominations than this. So he brought me into the intercourse of the Lord's house. And there at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about 25 men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. And they were worshiping the sun toward the east. And he said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? It is a travail thing to the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they commit here. For they have filled the land with violence. Then they have returned to provoke me to anger. Indeed, 
They put the branch to their nose. Therefore, I also will act in fury. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, I will not hear them. Amen. Hallelujah. And then in the book of Isaiah chapter 29 verse 15 it says, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord in their works or in the dark and they say, who see us and who know us. Glory to God. Amen. Here right here we know that this is a manifestation of God in the eyes of Ezekiel. A man. See, previously Ezekiel had a vision, a man. Um, with a man with a similar appearance which picture God on his throne when we read from verses chapter 1 through 26 but we're not talking about that vision that God gave Ezekiel when God called him to walk accordingly to his purpose and destiny see um, Ezekiel came out hallelujah of Babylon where he was in captive you know God will always hallelujah bring us to a place so that we can see him through a manifestation of his spirit so that we can see what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us. So in that image that Ezekiel saw was the image of God. God wanted to reveal to Ezekiel, don't believe everything you see. Today if I have a message, for, if I have a title for this message today it would be just that don't believe everything that you see because it's not God. Amen. Know that you know the spirit of God to have the discernment of God to discern the things of God to know that you know that you see what you see and that it is of God because there are a lot of people that are trying hallelujah mimic the things of God that's really not of God so you got to be careful to make sure that you can see hallelujah the manifestations of the image of the true and living God so e Ezekiel was brought to a place, amen, where God wanted him to see the things that were going on in the inner and outer courts. Sometimes when we're in the midst of something, we don't always see what we need to see. That's why we have to be in a place, hallelujah, of prayer, of intercession, because when we're in a place of prayer and intercession, we're able to hear the voice of God. We're able to seek the face of God. We're able to hear a word clearly from the heaven and the throne of God. So that's why we have to make sure that we have a secret place where we're able to pray and hear the voice of God. Because God is trying to show us in this time and season things, hallelujah, that we need to see. Because there are a lot of creepy things going on behind the scene. There are a lot of dark things going on behind the scene. And even though they're trying to portray themselves as men and women of God, really they're walking outside of the will of God but in this particular sense God told Ezekiel to do something before he actually began to see what was behind the door, behind the wall, that door that was behind the wall that God told him to dig in but see God had to bring him to a place where he was able to be in the spirit of God, he had to be in a quiet place 
to hear the voice of God. Because sometimes when you are in the midst of something, it's hard for you to hear clearly God. That's why you need to always meditate on the word of God what day and night. The book of the law shall not depart from our mouth. Amen. But we shall meditate on it day and night that we may observe to do what all things according to what is what written. Amen. So that what we may what prosper in mind and that we should have not only we should not only prosper but we should also have good success. But mainly the importance to do this to, to meditate on the word of God is to hear God's voice clearly. Amen. See Ezekiel was told as he sat in the house of the elders of Judah the hand of God reached down to Ezekiel right here in the midst of sitting among the elders. Now God could have chose the elders to speak to, but he chose Ezekiel and he told him, look, there was a likeness and an appearance of fire. See, there was a likeness and appearance of fire that Ezekiel saw. It wasn't the same vision or image that he saw previously in chapter one. But he saw something that was different, something that was an appearance of fire, something that had an appearance with its waist and downward there was fire, waist upward and there was again fire. And then there was a lock of his hand and the spirit of the Lord began to lift him up. See, sometimes God has to lift us up out of the midst of what we're in in order for us to see things clearly, for us to see what he's talking about. And when he began to lift Ezekiel up between the earth and heaven, Ezekiel now was in the spirit of God. So anything else was not able to what? Distract Ezekiel. But he was able to hear the voice of God. And as he was lifted up between the heaven and the earth, God brought a vision to Jerusalem, to the door, the north gate, the inner court. We start in the house. These were things that were going on in the house. In the house. We're talking about not just a courtyard, not just a, a building, but we're talking about within us. The house, the tent is in us. The church is us. The intercourse, the place that we call a place of worship, a place of praise, a place of, 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 of salvation. The intercourse. He was brought in the north. And God told him to lift his eyes up. And there he saw. But before he saw, God gave him a direction. He said, I need you to dig a hole in the wall. And then when you dig a hole in the wall, there's going to be a door behind it. Because see, you're down in the earthly realm where you can't see what I can see. You only can see what's in front of you. But I'm bringing you in, my, in the spirit of God so that you can see, so you can know how to intercede. So that you can know how to pray. So as he brought him up and gave him those directions, he dug a hole in the wall. And when he dug a hole in the wall, but before that, see, God was provoked to jealousy. Why? Because the Canaanite God, they were, they were worshiping fertile gods. The women was worshiping fertile gods. And then all sexual immorality and self-gratification 
was going on. Amen. And even King Josiah, amen, had burnt the Ezra pole. Meaning that there was idols and incense burning of other gods. So in all of this, this was supposed to be the sanctuary. This was supposed to be the, where the altar was. But it was nothing but an altar of idolatry and wickedness. God's spirit was nowhere around. God's spirit was working not in the lives of those that were calling themselves priests. Great men of God. They were just religious leaders. That did corrupt things. Just wanted to have self-gratification. And live according to their own will. And their own desires. But they still wanted to call themselves men and women of God. And we know that they begin to worship other gods and goddess. And they begin to follow cult sessions. And at this time now they're out of the will of God. They begin to worship idols. They begin to look at the sun and worship the sun, other idols. So at the end of the day, they were doing things out of the will of God. And then they had the nerves to breathe the branch under their nose like everything is of God. So he told Ezekiel to dig a hole in the wall. Open the door. And look at all these things that are going on. And I know Ezekiel was looking like, are you serious? I'm sitting among these elders. I'm sitting among these men and women of God that call themselves men and women of God. And guess what? They're not doing what, they're not really walking the walk. They're just talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk. And then they're doing all this stuff in secret, but still coming and preaching the word. Still coming, laying hands and parting these demonic spirits that they're worshiping behind closed doors that are not of God. Because you know anytime you lay hands, that's a partation of something demonic if you're outside of the will of God that could enter into somebody if they're not clean. Amen. But they was committing abominations. I mean, these were things that really stuck, really stuck into the notions of God. Amen. And these are things that God wanted to show Ezekiel what was going on. But at the end of the day, God wanted Ezekiel to know, like, I don't want you following these things. I don't want you partaking in these things. Because when you look to the north, and right here in the inner court, and after you dig a hole in the wall, I want you to open the door. And I know when Ezekiel opened the door, he was looking like, do I got to go in there? Because everything that I'm seeing ain't of you. But God said, no, you need to go in so that you can see clearly. And see the wicked abominations which they're doing. So that you can see with your own eyes and you can have discernment to be able to discern good from bad. So when he went in, he saw all types of creepy things. Abominable beasts. And all idols of the house of Israel. 
that portray all over the walls. You know, behind the door, before he went in the door, the walls were pearly white. When they sat in front of the altar or sat in the pulpit, they looked at glorious and so well dressed and even looked like angels. But when he went behind that door and he saw the creepy things, the abominable beasts and the idols of the house of Israel, it was all written on the wall. So if he did not have these eyes of discernment, he wouldn't have been able to see behind those pearly walls. So that's why God told him, no, you go in and see all this that's portraying around the walls. And again, there stood 70 men of elders. They called themselves elders, y'all. Most apostles, most pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, elders of the house, elders of Israel. And in the midst stood Jasna, the son of Shaphan. Amen. So they stood there. And as they stood there, come on, this is what happened. Each man had a censer in his hand. So one couldn't blame the other and say, uh-uh, that wasn't me. Uh-uh, that was so-and-so. You know, that's how we do. That's the church down there that's doing that. That's the man of God over there. Don't go to that church. He's doing that. That woman of God, she worshiping that. That other man of God is going and, and doing voodoo or juju. Really, they were the ones that was holding the censer in their hand. And guess what? They couldn't hide it because there was a thick cloud of incense that went up. So the smoke was already going up. So Ezekiel saw it. So they couldn't just try to come and lie and say, you know what we do? We try to beguile the people. We try to blind them. We try to deceive them. We try to put people in position or give people more leeway so that they won't reveal or they won't expose the truth. Not in this case. Ezekiel saw all of them one by one. All 70 of them had a censer in their hand. And smoke, come on, a thick cloud. It wasn't just smoke, it was a thick cloud. So that has to be something thick was going up. Then he said to Ezekiel, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel is doing in the dark? Now I'm giving you eyes to see. God has given most of us eyes to see the truth, but we keep on believing a lie. Satan is the father of lies. When a person lie and lie and lie, you better beware. Because they are, come on now, they are right now bewitched by the father of lies. They are demonically in bondage and have become a liar. And when a person has become a liar, manipulation comes into play. And then the next thing that happens is that they begin to believe their own lie. Pastor, they begin to believe their own lie, Apostle Joe. Come on now. I'm talking about they know it's a lie. Do you hear me? They know, but they continue to lie. 
Because they don't got away with the lie. And then the person that's full of truth, because maybe it's a desire or maybe they're caught up in something with them, they know that it's a lie, but they continue to receive and accept the lie. And if you're not careful, you will become the lie. So that's why when you get into things like that, you got to know that you know and thank God that he lets you see the lie. Because people will continue to lie, lie, lie until they can actually get away with the lie. And they believe their own lie. And the lie becomes who they are. So he said, Ezekiel, I'm showing you them. So even when you come back after spirit, I don't care what they tell you. I'm just paraphrasing. I don't care what they how they try to deceive you. I don't care how they try to gain you by trying to give you this position or give you this power or give you this prestige or give you this, come on, favor. It's a lie. They are who they are. I showed you them. I showed you behind the pearly walls. I showed you behind that nice suit, that nice dress, that robe, that cross with the that 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 necklace with the cross on it. You know, most apostles they wear the long uh, necklaces with crosses and they wear the rings to show their apostleship. Hey, I don't care about all that. I showed you who they were. They were holding censers in their hand. And thick cloud of incense went up. So I'm letting you know that these are the elders of the house of Israel and what they do in the dark. And every man in the room has his own idol. Not me. I'm not their idol. I'm not the one that they're lifting this sister up to. But it's their own idol. Their own idol of greed. Their own idol of selfishness. Their own idol of self-glory. Their own idol of money. Their own idol of women. Because you know some men are what? Whoremongers. They act like you're the only one. But really in reality, they have other women... And they're never looking to settle down with their own wife. But they will try to use God or say God this to make you believe a lie that you're the only one and that maybe one day you will be the one. Don't go for the okie doke. Amen. So these are these elders that are worshiping their own idols. You know, they got their own. They ain't sharing one, they got their own. For they say, the Lord does not see us. You know, people always say, God knows my heart. <laughs> you know, Apostle Joe, you know, that's, a, that's one of the sayings that a lot of leaders say, right? God knows my heart. He knows I fall short of his glory. No, God lead, God held, hold up every last one of us as leaders to a different standard. To a higher standard. A standard unto him. That we can't call ourselves these leaders and live in any kind of way. 
I know y'all, yes, sometimes we fall short of God's glory. But it comes a time when you know not to touch that stove because you're going to get burnt. And how could you keep touching the stove, burning yourself, and not only burning yourself, you're burning others because you're constantly imparting in others because you're laying hands on them, you're speaking into their life, and you know that you're doing all these things behind the door, behind the wall, and you know God ain't your first and utmost. And you keep on saying, God don't see me. God is a God that sees all, knows all. I'm not present, I'm not potent, I'm not missing God. So therefore you can't say God don't see you. Then he said to him, turn again. This ain't all Ezekiel. See, I know you've been lifting them up. And I know they look holy. And I know they're so prophetically speaking. They're so prophetic, they're, they're, they're on point when they prophesy, when they speak a prophetic word, they know the address where you live, they know what's going to happen in your life, but let me tell you, these prophets ain't who they say they are. These apostles are not who they say they are. These teachers and evangelists and pastors are not who they say they are. Now you got to have few of us. That is who we say we are. But there is a, a more of an abundance that is not who they say they are. And that's why the Bible says that even the elect would be deceived. And they will go and they will follow their own faith, their own belief, and serve their own gods. But at the end of the day, let me let you turn again. So he said to Ezekiel, turn again, and you will see greater abominations, not smaller, not another one, but greater. Anytime you see the word greater, that means that, hey, it is something ridiculous going on. It's something that is too much, something that is too plenty, something that is too many, but there's greater abominations that they are doing. So he said, I'm not just going to tell you about them. He brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house. Now this is the same house that they say God told me to build. This is the house that they said, well, God gave me a vision and he told me to start this ministry. And he told me to start this and start this for his namesake. The same place that they call their sanctuary, their temple, the house of God, the house of prayer, the missionary house, the, the, the Lord's supper house. The place that they say is the Lord's. And to my dismay. Now, there were 70 elders we just saw. Now, you know, women love God. Matter of fact, most churches you go in is merely more women than men. And they are holy. They falling out in the spirit. They jumping around, praising God. They know how to sing. They know how to dance. They know how to go in the spirit, after spirit, prophesy, teach, preach. Holy, holy. But let me tell you about some of these women. 
Some of these women, they was crying. Now, most women of God, you know we love to cry unto the Lord. We'll be crying, crying. People say, oh, they just love God. Oh, look how much they love God. Look how God is their everything. All they do is weep. All they do is cry for God. They love Jesus. Jesus is their everything. Apostle Joe, they love Jesus. Look at all the tears. Matter of fact, you got to go get them a towel because they keep weeping. But guess what, y'all? They ain't cry for me. They ain't cry for Jesus. Let me tell you about these women. When he brought me into that door, and to my dismay, I'm about to fall in with them and weep for Jesus too because I love him too. But he said, before you start weeping, know who you weeping for. So the women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. Tammuz was the Babylon god of spring. He was the husband of lover of the goddess Ishtar. The followers of this cult believed that the green vegetation shriveled and died in the hot summer because Tammuz had died and descended into the underworld. Thus the worshippers wept and mourned his death in the springtime when the new vegetation appeared. They rejoiced, believing that Tammuz had come back to life. God was showing Ezekiel that many people were no longer worshiping the true and living God of the life of vegetarian, uh, vegetation or gardening. Let me put gardening. You know, a lot of us do garden, gardening. Amen. We must also be careful not to spend too much time thinking about the benefits of creation that we lose sight of the creator. That was in my commentary, giving you that insight on who um, Tem Temmuz was. But at the end of the day, they're supposed to be crying for the true and living God and they're crying for this Babylon God of the spring. They weren't crying for me. They were crying for him. Then he said to me again, Have you seen this, O son of man? Turn again. I know Ezekiel probably was like, Wait a minute. Now, now I don't been in this place with these church people. You know, I'm just paraphrasing because most of us have been in this thing called church for a long time. And we're thinking everybody is who they say they are. But if you rub them the wrong way, you will really see their love. <laughs> you will see those that's really of God and really who is of themselves. Because love, come on now, suffers long. Love endures. Come on now, love is not easily provoked. Love is not envious or self-seeking. Love does not boast. But love have patience. Love is kind. Love will give you chance after chance, but don't think that they are fool. Because it will come to a, it will come a time where they will know when they heard God says, Come on, they have a reprobate mind. Meaning, leave them alone. I got them. Because they have a reprobate mind that, you know what? I'm about to reproach them. So you just leave them where they are. Your time is up. You've done what you can do. 
Now let me be God. Or are they enemies of God? And when they are enemies of God, you better move away from them. Because they are not for the things of God. Amen. But at the end of the day, he told him, like, wait a minute, there's some more. Now you're telling me I haven't been in this ministry for this long? I've been, I mean, these songs been so glorious in my ear. I, I felt like, I felt like the glory of God was in this place. Come on, gifts come without repentance. Remember, Lucifer was an angel of what? Worship. So he knows how to worship. How? But it has no anointing. It has no power of deliverance. It does not bring breakthrough. It does not deliver. It does not make people whole. It does not bring a change. It does not release the yoke off the neck of those. That's the difference. But these are the same people that sang songs and worship and preach long sermons and prophesy effectively. But they really wasn't of God. So you're telling me there's some more? Oh yeah. He said, have you seen this, O son of man? Turn again and you will see greater abomination than these. So he brought him into the inner court. Come on now. This is, come on. We praising God. We worshiping. We falling down in the spirit. The spirit is so, we feel like the spirit is so high. That ain't the spirit of God. Well, I thought it was God. Yeah. You thought it was, but it wasn't me. I wasn't in there. That wasn't my glory. That's why you see the people coming back the same. You see the same people coming back to the altar praying about the same thing and still ain't got no deliverance about it, but the same thing. Because when you're in a place of glory, in a place of healing, deliverance, okay, you want to continue prayer, but it's going to be something else that you may want God to pray for because he's breaking the yokes off your neck on different things that you're going through. You ain't going to keep coming with the same yoke when the spirit of the God is in the place. When the glory of God is in the place. He's making us whole. He's delivering us. He's bringing wholeness to us. Like he made the woman with the issue of blood whole. He didn't just bring deliverance to her. He made her whole. He said, have you seen this? Come on into the inner court. Come on into the inner court of the Lord's house and there at the door of the temple of the Lord. Now, heaven even got all the way in, just at the door, just at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar. It looked really nice. They got the plants on each side. They got the stands painted in gold and bronze and silver. Nice altar built. Glorious, glorious crystal. Nice set up. It looked glorious. Lights everywhere. God's house looked so glorious. It looked so appealing. But God ain't nowhere in there. Now you between the porch and the altar. You know some of us got the pillars. The nice gold pillars in the church. The nice glass thing. Windows going across. Nice. But God ain't in there. My God, he said, you see between the porch and the altar where about, come on now, remember, it was 70 before. But these 25 more that sits inside, that look down on the people, that want people to come to them and greet them, 
Want people to always acknowledge them. Want people always to praise them. Want people always to think that they're so holy and so righteous and, oh my God, just angels of God. But these men, these 25 men, did you know behind this door that even though they sat out there in front of y'all like they were all that in a bag of chips, did you know that their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east and they were worshiping their son towards the east? Did you know that? When they would tell you, turn this way. And then y'all begin to Then they say, now turn to the east. You know, you got some intercessors that begin, people begin to pray like that. Be careful. Because if they keep having you going to the east, they ain't praying for no breakthrough or no God. They're worshiping the sun. These men were worshiping the sun towards the east. I'm trying to make it plain and simple for those that have an understanding that sometimes church is not all that. But you need God. You need to be in the right place. Sometimes we want to go to churches that has a lot of people and the music is what they want and there is so much going on. Sometimes God don't want us in those type of um, um, atmospheres. Maybe he wants you in a small secluded church where you can really get what you need through the teachings of God, through the wording of God, to get yourself equipped so that your faith can be built, so that you can be able to walk and your gifts can be cultivated, so that you can begin to walk into your purpose and your destiny, because he knows that all that other stuff will distract you and take you out of God's will when he begins to bless you. He don't want you to be so focused on money and be so self-seeking and worried about your own need, but he wants you to be blessed, but to begin to what? Have a spirit that is a leading leader, not just a leader. Leading meaning you want to do the good for the work of the ministry. You want to support God in the work of the ministry, and you just don't love, but you are a leader in love. Amen. So you're going to love the things of God and you're going to love to do the things of God and nobody's going to force you to do what you need to do in God. If you see some paper on the floor in the house of God, nobody ain't have to tell you to pick up the paper. You're going to pick it up anyway. If you know that there's a need that's in the house of God, oh, maybe I can pay the electric. Maybe I can pay the rent. Maybe I can just come in and clean the church. Maybe I can come in and just open the doors to the church or maybe ask the pastor, hey, do I need to go pick up somebody that don't have a ride to the church or Maybe can I bless the pastor just for him to have gas or her to have gas. I'm just saying you will have a heart that want to give, a heart that want to support God's ministry, support God's vision. Amen. But these were men that was worshiping and turning to the east, the sun. And he said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? It is a travail thing to the house of Judah to commit the abomination which they have committed here. This is a house of praise. This is a house of worship. This is a house where my glory once was. And now they have defiled my temple with these abominations. And not only have they defiled the temple with these abominations, but they got a nerves to think that I don't see them. They have no conscience. 
They have no fear of me. They don't even fear me. They don't even reverence me. They don't even respect me. They don't even love me. And most of them don't even know me. Come on now. And then you got a nurse to want to serve them? Why can't you go where I need you to go and serve the true and living God where I send you? But you want to be in a place because you feel like it's so glorious because of the praise and worship. Because prophecy is flowing here and there. When I'm trying to send you to a place, not only is prophecy, because see, prophecy will cease. But the word of God will stand. Tongues will cease. Excuse me. Amen. But, but, but the word of God will go forever. Amen. So at the end of the day, prophecy is the word of God. God prophesied through his word. And then he will send a prophet to confirm what we sometimes be disobedient in doing or hearing because our life is so cluttered with life things, things of life. So God wants to speak to us directly, but don't you know, we have went behind this door and we have really begun to um, worship other idols and not trusting God. And depending totally only on our giftings that comes without repentance. When really we need to trust in the spirit of God. Because when we allow the spirit of God to move according to the gifts that he has given to us. The manifestation of God's glory is manifested. And God's glory is presented. But he said to Ezekiel, this is a trivial thing. And this is a place that they're supposed to be praising me, worshiping me. We know Judah, Judah means praise. We know Judah means worship. But they have filled the land with violence. All this violence going on. And we got all these churches on every corner. We got all these people that call themselves men and women of God. But when it comes time to violence, who's out there in the street evangelizing? Who's out there praying? Who's out there? None of us. Because we're so worried about being in the house worshiping other gods. But we want everybody to come in our house. When it's not even our house. And they ain't even our people. They're God's people. It's God's house. So how dare us fill the house of God with all these idols. And all these things that stink to the nostrils of God. When we supposed to be a people that is exalting the Savior, that's equipping the saints and evangelizing the sinner. Reach one, keep one. Reach one to keep one. So that they can what? Be saved and set free. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. So the Spirit of the Lord has to be in everything we do. So that true freedom and true wholeness can come. And they got a nurse to put a, uh, the Bible up and begin to say what God said. Or thus says the Lord God. That's when you say put a branch under their nose. They keep using God's names in vain. God this, God that. God this, God that. They got a nurse. 
Excuse me, got a nurse to put that to their nose? They got a nurse to put that and say, God, this and God, that? When I'm nowhere in it. That's why the furry of God, and that's why God's anger. And most have not been heard because of these things. It's not just seeing y'all, but abominations. We need to come back to God. We need to come back to the things of God. We need to turn back to the word of God. When we turn back to the word of God, come on y'all, there will be healing in the land. The Bible says it's my people that were called by my name. If my people that were called by my name. If my people, come on, we're God's people. We're called by the name of Jesus. If my people that are called by my name, not her name or his name, but in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all, it's time for us to hear the voice of God because we are called by his name. And we have to, come on, turn from our wicked ways. We have to pray and turn from our wicked ways. We have to pray and turn from our wicked ways. Turn from idolizing things that's not of God. We idolize money so much. We idolize our job so much. We always blame our jobs. We always say, oh, we work, we did this and that. But we are going to work. But we don't want to come to the house of God. Now that the pandemic went on and all of that, everybody got excuse not to come to the house of God. Oh, I don't want to catch the dub, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we use wisdom, but come on. Y'all just want an excuse not to serve God. You're going to miss it. Don't miss God. You need the word. You need together, together, the assembly of believers. To come together to fellowship with one another. It's important. Come on now. And you need to make sure that you're in a place where God has sent you. Sometimes it's not going to feel good. Sometimes it's not going to rub you the right way. But long as you can get what God has for you. Don't just go to a place just to feel good or just for convenience. You need to go to a place where God is sending you. So in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. I know that this was a word to be taught on this morning. I know most probably were saying, hey, I thought you was going to preach. Well, I did. I, I preached. I preached the word of God. Sure did. Sometimes it ain't about hooping and hollering. But God sometimes wants us to teach his word and to make his word clear and relevant. So that the people can receive what he's saying. And this is what's going on right now. You need to start digging that hole in the wall. And open the door. Quit just digging that hole and peeping in. You need to dig the hole in the wall. You need to open the door. You need to go in so that your spirit of discernment can be turned up. So that you can see what you're in. Because guess what? You got to seek your own soul salvation. At the end of the day, you can't say because pastor or sister or brother. No. You you're going to have to answer to God on your own. So you can't be a follower. you got to be a leader and be led by God and go where he's telling you to go. And do what he's telling you to do. Time is running short. 
So God bless everybody. We'll be back here at 6 p.m. May God bless you. May God keep you. And those out there that know Christ. Because I always say, you know him. You may not have a relationship with him. You may not have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You may not have invited him into your heart. But today is the day that you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior. That he died for you. That he's even forgiving you. So all he's saying now is forgive yourself. Forgive those that have done anything maybe harsh to you. And, 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 and get ready to turn from your wicked way. And begin to pray so that he can heal your land. So that he can deliver you and set you free. And then open up your mouth wide and receive the precious Holy Spirit. So that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost can give you power. So that you can tread over the enemy, the serpent, the things that's going to rise up against you. Is it going to be easy now that you gave yourself to Christ? Oh no. The devil hates you now. So he coming. But guess what? You got power and authority. And then God can divinely connect you in relationships and partnerships and in the right ministry, right fellowship, divine, 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 to help cultivate the gift that's in you, to help raise you up through the word of God, to give you a spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to what? Understand the word of God as you begin to read the word of God so that your faith can be increased. So your gifts can begin to what? Be cultivated and you're able to operate according to the will of God. So I pray that God send you to that right place to help cultivate your gifts. To push you more in the word of God. Closer to God. So I pray for divine connections in your life. In Jesus name. Continue to lift up the Azamora family. Apostle Joel Azamora. Amen. And losing of his father. Amen. As we continue to pray for him and his family and uh, Reverend Esther Ezemore, um, his uh, uh, Joseph Ezemore, Pastor Joe's father's wife, amen, back in Ghana. Let's continue to pray for the siblings, the family, as we continue to pray and just pray for our strength in the Lord, amen. And those that, um, make sure you reach out to Apostle Joe, those that know him. You know, I told you on last week, it is good to call. I know everybody loves to text, but come on. When you lose a loved one, sometimes just hearing somebody's voice and showing a a, a sign of gratitude and a sign of, 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 of just a support, just to show that you care. Show that, cause even though, yes, we men and women of God, but at the same time, we're human. And when you lose a father and a mother or a child, come on, it's not easy. But we know that life is good. And we know that anytime being transitioned out from here to, 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 to heaven, we know that's a glorious place than even here. But we're still here. So we will mourn. So respect the time as we mourn. But at the same time, reach out to Apostle Joe L. As more those that um, know him, those that you connect with him on, on Facebook. He'll also be here again uh, this evening. Amen. For our six o'clock service, you can stop by. Stop by and just, just show your support. Those that have not been able to see him, come on, we're here. We're actually here now. We, we won't be leaving. We'll be staying here even during our six o'clock service. Amen. And to our six o'clock service. So come on by 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. 
Uh, we may step out to grab a bite, but if you if you come and you're here, you can call 513-341-0980. But we're not going to be far, but we're here. We have our 6 o'clock service, Eastern Standard Time today. But we'll be here from now on to this. So come on out and show your support to Pastor Apostle Joe L. Ezemore. Amen. And the loss of his father. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this is a time and season. I believe that God is also... Um, reconciling some things. You know, we need to we need to move away from, you know, holding grudges and being mad over spilt milk. Life is too short. You may not be able to say bye-bye to somebody and you don't have been offended or had an offense with somebody, maybe because you've been rubbed the wrong way, or maybe you just didn't want to be corrected, whatever the case may be. You gotta let love. Love, let love, let love, let love heal all things. Because this could be you. Amen. So we just ask you for your support. In Jesus name. God bless you. In Jesus name. Have a great afternoon. And we're still here. And we'll be back 6pm. But we're here. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.